How's my sound? Am I okay? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. My headphones are seem to be working. Awesome. That's good. Okay. Well, shall yeah. we get into it? We shall. Okay. Um, hello, everybody. Hi. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Sun Squad podcast with your hosts, myself, Yukon Delu, and... Sahara. Yeah. <laughs> we're so happy to be back. Yeah, we're so stoked. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We really enjoy doing this. I really do. It's like a, it's one of my favorite hobbies now. I think. Yeah, I know. It's nice. I eh? just get to talk and that's about it, really. Yeah, you just <laughs> talk. You talk into a void and then to another person at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, on the schedule today, we are going to be talking about our own experiences with mental health. And then at the end, I think we'll touch on spirituality and how that ties in. Yep. That sounds good. Sounds like the plan. Cool. Okay. Well, let's dive right in. No, let's go. Okay. Do you want to go first? Nope. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll go first. Thank okay. You. So my experiences with mental health, um, I guess it's all started when I went to university back in 2012. Um, I was fresh out of high school. Well, not fresh. I took a year off high school to ski and I ended up getting injured. So I had to re- reevaluate and I decided to go to university for engineering and the reason I made that decision was kind of to please other people, I guess. You mm. know, I I wanted to look like I was making a mature decision um, and choosing a career that would, you know, be long-term and responsible, which was <laughs> engineering, which was a horrible mistake. <laughs> horrible, horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. It was no good. Um, so when I got there, it was like, oh, God, is this really what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? And it really wasn't. So I immediately, you know, I started to, I guess, get really reclusive. I was doing a lot of drugs. Nothing too crazy, just weed. and. Oh, yeah. Maybe, you know, it wasn't the healthiest. Mm-hmm. I also I just started to have these really deep thoughts, you know, like I just started to doubt everything, like my upbringing, and I felt like I'd been lied to almost my entire life. Like, oh, is this really what I had to look forward to? Mm. And it was just the lack of self-expression, I think, that I needed because, you know, engineering is mathematics and that's just not how my brain works. So, yeah, I just started to become very negative. I just started hating everything and I th- it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of scary and I would, uh, I would lie awake, you know, all night and writing dark poetry and (laughs) (laughs) you know pretty stereotypical stuff but 
I would talk to my parents too. And, you know, they, they knew I made, I wasn't happy as well. And I didn't think I was depressed though. I just thought I was in a bad situation, which what it was when I, I finally got help years later, it was diagnosed as situational depression. Interesting. Yeah. Because I was in a bad situation for myself. So anyways, I, uh, switched out of engineering after the first semester from failing almost all my classes because I just really couldn't do it. Uh, I switched into business management, which was also terrible and wasn't fulfilling at all. And from there, I just decided I couldn't do it anymore. So I moved to Whistler. Um, and I, I believe we talked about this last episode, but I still, I was still searching. I think that was a big part of it. You know, I just didn't feel like I had a purpose and I I was lost. I was just fully lost and I was making a lot of music and it was really dark and <laughs> it was really weird too. Uh, stuff that I like can't even listen to anymore. Um, but, you know, thankfully I had lots of good friends and I think they knew I was going through something even before I did. Uh, and so in Whistler, I was still lost. I was searching. I was working in a in a shitty bar. Not that the bar was shitty, but the kitchen was shitty. Mm. And yeah, it was just still a bad situation because I didn't know what I was doing. So eventually I moved back home. Um, after a year in Whistler, still floating around. I had dreadlocks at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about the dreadlocks. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I eventually, my parents want, eventually sat me down and were like, Yukon, like, what's going on? And they said, I think you're depressed. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm not depressed. Like, I don't need help, you know? It, yeah. was, the, it was the ego thing. Like, I can get through this, blah, blah, blah. And then I believe in our interview, I talked about how my dad, like, went through a similar thing. And Yes, yes. And when I figured that out, because I knew, like, mental health ran, ran in the family because – you know, it's, it's been around. I just didn't think, you know, it would affect me. And once I found out that my dad went through something like that, it was kind of eye opening. I was like, Oh yeah. You know, this is something I have to face. And it, I felt like liberated after that because it, I didn't feel ashamed anymore. And I felt I could go get help. Uh, which I did, and I went to a psychologist, and thankfully we could afford it. You know, I know lots of people can't afford to see a doctor, especially, you know, in America. Mm-hmm. And I was just really open with her, and she was a pretty serious lady, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> but she was helpful, and just to talk to someone who doesn't know you personally, I think is a big help because... You know, you you can listen to your parents all you want, but 
and and your friends as well, but you just feel like I don't know. Sometimes you feel they have a alternate motive or something or Yeah, yeah. It's almost too it's almost too compassionate or they're too sensitive about it. Whereas with a doctor they're just like, here's the facts. <laughs> Straight yeah. up, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that felt good. So I eventually, you know, turned my life around and started working at jobs I didn't hate so much, which was nice. And started to look at other career paths and started to be honest with myself and see that I, you know, I couldn't be a engineer because I needed these outlets of self-expression and that's kind of what led me to acting as well. So, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, that went by really fast. <laughs> yeah, that went by really fast. So I like, don't even know what I said. To be no, honest. it was good. It was good stuff. <laughs> and I'm there's I'm sure there's more I could get into once we start talking about spirituality, and I'll probably reference this time in my life quite a bit because it was is pretty uh, significant for my growth as a human. Mm-hmm. I also started thinking a lot about faith during this time and I started thinking about God and spirituality and not growing up in a religious household. This was maybe a little scary to my parents because Mm. they didn't really believe in that sort of thing. That's so interesting. Yeah. Which is also why I feel like I couldn't fully talk to them about these things. And why I needed to talk to someone else. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was tough, tough times, but it's all part of the process. And I know lots of people go through the same thing, especially in your late teens, early 20s. I feel like that's a big time for growth and finding out who you are. Oh, yeah, it's such a huge chunk of time. Um... Mm-hmm. You know, years happen within those years, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always think about that. Just leaving the nest and finding your own way. And... Oh, yeah. The struggles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the struggles are real. <laughs> yeah. But you gotta stay with it. Oh, yeah, stick to something, anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Follow your heart. <laughs> As they say that's so cute <laughs> it's true though like you gotta fo- you have to listen to yourself and you have to follow that and mm-hmm. especially in cases where you're like your health is at stake right yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah you have to be honest with yourself for sure and look at your life almost analytically seeing what what's good for you and what's not and seeing how your life is different from other people's because that was a big part of it too. I, I was trying to live my life, how I saw other people living their lives. Oh yeah. Which didn't work for me. So yeah, had to find my own way, which was great. I'm glad I did. Yeah. I'm still, still finding it, but (laughs) 
aren't we all? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there you go. Text message. Yeah, I have to turn off my... I put on Do Not Disturb. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Bad co-host manners. That's okay. We can edit it. Edit it out. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Okay, well, it's your turn now. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. I feel like my stuff is so long. Is it? I thought mine was too, but it goes... It goes by quick. Okay, well, I'll <laughs> just um, I'll go really head first. Yeah. Um, I I always kind of knew something was off. Uh-huh. Um, with the way that I felt about things, especially in I think for since I was ten, I was like, mm, I'm just a little bit more emotional. I'm just a little bit more something, but. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, big until about junior high. I started hanging out with other people that were, you know, that like air quotation emo group. Mm-hmm. Um, and things start to hit, started to hit me hard because some of them had depression as well. Um, like they had body issues, like, like they had self Wait, mm-hmm. self-confidence self- issues. There we go. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. And it kind of like opened this weird door in my mind of like, ooh, darkness. And yeah. so, yeah. And I was so attracted to really dark things. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. It was just really weird. I was like, I'm going to wear all black all the time. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Yeah. So it was like that. And then I started getting these urges, like the dark poetry. I relate on such a deep level. I would just yeah. fill things with like the saddest stuff. Like, <laughs> why am I, why am I 13 and writing about this? You know? Yeah. Um, and I would, I wouldn't hurt myself, but there were like things that I did that were like, like mm, that's a little sketchy so a big thing for me was scratching like I would Uh, would, like scratch my skin until it became red and I was like why am I doing this it terrifies me it absolutely terrifies me but why am I doing this and I just couldn't figure it out and then I started getting bullied and I thought okay like this is why it's because the people I'm around are hurting me so I tried uh, to like make it an outward thing it definitely was not. Um, huh. Yeah. So then that kind of carried on. Um, and then high school was good for the first like year. And then just midway through grade 11, I started getting, I don't know, these states of panic. I had, I started getting like, right. You know, my anxiety would just totally surged through my body and it was just it was uncontrollable and then throughout the last year um i had some pretty traumatic events happen to me um and then on top of that like i had 
mad anxiety to the point where I couldn't sit in a classroom for more than 30 minutes. And then I'd have to, like, all my teachers knew that, you know, I was going to get up and leave. So I would sit there and try to do math. I remember this so distinctly, like, I would sit there, I'd be doing math, and then all of a sudden, I'd just get really hot and anxious, and I'd start to panic so bad. And I'd just be like, I, I, I had this wave that I did and all the teachers and my and my guidance counselor knew what that wave meant. It was like, I'm leaving. Mm. Peace. <laughs> so uh, I, I would just give them a wave and, and get out of the classroom and sit in the office alone or sit in the nurse's room and like lay there. Yeah. And it was super hard because I wanted to finish my classes and I wanted to do well and I have always wanted to do like I've always exceeded at school so it was really I was really hard on myself about it I was like oh you can't even sit through one class what's going on with you um and my guidance counselor kind of she's like oh you have anxiety it's fine and depression it's fine it's just like you know your past is kind of coming back to to catch up with you now and it didn't really make sense to me that things from my past could be catching up with me years and years later mm-hmm. right um so i was confused i was kind of resentful um near the i i passed thank goodness i i, I ended up being able to graduate with actually really good marks which is i don't know That's how good. Yeah, I don't know how, <laughs> but I did it, and um, yeah. Then after after that, I took a year off school, um, and I don't know. I you could tell that mm, the PTSD that I had have was acting up in crazy ways like I would just get really bad nightmares or really bad night terrors and yeah yeah, it was like I I was reliving so many crazy things um and I was like I always wanted to be like an actor but I also always wanted to do psychology so Mm. I have this really weird duality to me where I'm like I also can counsel myself I can sit outside myself and then I can sit in myself. It's very yeah, weird. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, it's more damaging than good. Hmm. So during that time when I was off and I was just kind of having flashbacks and stuff like that, I would counsel myself. Like, it's, a, it's okay. This is a natural part of healing. You don't need to go see anyone. You can just, you know, you're fine. It's okay. Like, just right. carry on. Um, which is which so can, weird. Which can be good sometimes. Oh yeah, totally. It, it's it's definitely helped. Now I'm really good at it. But yeah, it was not healthy. Um, and then I went into like I did the pageant thing, which I talked about before, and that was fine. I had the best of times. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I've just kind of been up and down from there and my first year of university I was really stoked and I was happy to be back in school um 
And then just little things kind of along the way uh, triggered, you know, really bad um, bouts of depression or lots of anxiety. And I finally, while I was taking uh, my psych courses, I finally was like, okay, I can manage this and I know how to manage this. I just have to work really hard. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I did. And and then I went to CAP, and it was good. Capilano uh, U. Yeah, Capilano University. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Represent. <laughs> um, but what happened to me there was, it was just incredible. I found a bunch of people that really supported it. I, I mean, you, you guys as a cohort were so good to me and um, really accepted mm. that anxious girl that came in. Hmm. And loved her and stuff. And that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then. I don't know. I just. I, I got a concussion throughout. Through my last year there. Or my second year I guess. Um, and not being able to do any of the physical stuff. Was really hard for me. Because mm-hmm. I was failing those classes. And obviously. You know acting meant, means the world to me. And that hit me so hard. Um, I was seeing an art therapist at the time, and it was great, but uh, nothing could just bring me out of that, you know, that funk. I was, I was so, I was distraught. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to, I was basically asked to medically withdraw because they didn't want it going on my transcripts. Right. So writing to people and the school board being like, oh, I can't go to school because of my mental health was super, I knew I was doing the right thing, but it was very awkward and it was very scary. Yeah. Um, and then it led into me having a stomach ulcer, which led into Ooh. more, yeah, yeah. I got so stressed out that my stomach just ate itself alive. <laughs> I know. That's brutal. It was it was so rough, um, and from there I, you know, I had like an eating problem. Um, yeah, lost a bunch of weight, and then finally my doctors, my nutritionist, and everyone else was like, "Sahara, you need to go home. You need to stop pu- putting yourself through so much stress and and working so hard." Mm. And I'm kind of a workaholic. When I like things, I just Mm-hmm. you know i i go really hard so i at first i was really i don't know defensive i kept yeah. on saying i didn't need to go home i don't need i don't need to like, i'll be fine here um but literally everything was just kind of falling in on on me it was like you know my relationship of three years ended my health was in jeopardy and all these things was like, okay, I really need to get myself together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and then finally I, you know, I came back here to Calgary and I am so glad to say that my recovery has been awesome. I, nice. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing killer. It's great. Fuck yeah. No, So yeah, and now I have a mental health blog. I get to talk to people on this <laughs> podcast about what I love, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm just really 
at this point in my life, I am living my best life. I'm so, so happy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So good to hear. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I remember like when you were going through that and it was, it was tough to see you, you know, upset and stressed out and stress can do some bad things totally. when you aren't careful. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was hard for for you guys too because I just couldn't I couldn't even face you guys. I I would come to school and be like, No, I don't want them to see me like this. I don't want them to remember me like this. Yeah. <laughs> Since I'm so jumpy and happy and bubbly and <laughs> Yeah, but it was all good. Yeah. We Such all, good support. We all have our things, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I like what you were talking about stress there because part of life these days, and I think this can go with our spirituality section. Um, Yeah, it's all about, I guess we were saying, finding your way, and it can be super stressful sometimes. And yeah, as you can see, as you know, stress can do a lot of damage to your body and not just mentally but physically as well oh yeah for sure it has so much they go hand in hand yeah and i think that's part of the reason why everyone is freaking out nowadays you know with the school shootings for example and i guess a lot of it has to do with our own individual mental health but also as a collective because we all are part of the same life force if you want to call it that yeah and it's clearly unhealthy in many ways although there is still lots of amazing things going on that you can't forget about because it's easy to get stuck in the the negative hole of how shitty things are. Um, But yeah, I guess it's all our responsibility to take care of ourselves. And in doing so, we take care of each other and ourselves as a whole. And you also have to physically take care of each other as well, not just, and mentally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's um, it's just so interesting that uh, our sense of community as a society has shifted so much. Um, mm-hmm. We went from being these beings that seriously helped each other with every single thing, mm-hmm. um, came together for, you know, everyone cooks, everyone cleans. And there's that saying that it takes a village to raise, you know, one kid. Mm-hmm. And now everyone kind of sections off. And I almost think that there's a fear of getting close to other people sometimes. Right. Because we fear what we don't know or we fear the danger of letting someone in and being vulnerable to them. Right. Um, Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And it's, I think that for me is what I'm trying to come back to uh, my sense of community and just my roots with that because I as a as a person that has gone through hard times nothing is better than having a whole support system behind you saying you can do this 
mm-hmm. you know, and and then also connecting to your higher power or your religion, whatever you have, um, mm-hmm. and knowing that you are meant for a lot more than what you're giving yourself. Right. Yeah, it's all intertwined, and it's crazy once you start feeling the connectivity and the the weird coincidences that happen in life mm-hmm. yeah there's this crazy book i think it's called the celestine prophecy oh yeah have you heard of it no not really okay <laughs> it's kind of a strange book it's it's a spiritual guide book but it's a fictional story oh. but anyways it's all about these coincidences that happen when you are on your path and on the right path i don't i don't know why i just thought of that but (laughs) sometimes things just drop you know yeah exactly i find yeah um especially now with i mean i kind of mentioned it and then freaked out about it last episode uh, just being a healer and stuff right yeah so weird Um, (laughs) Yeah, connecting to my spirituality and be like stepping into that has allowed me to heal so many of my own, you know, hurts and, and wounds that I've carried for years. And seeing other healers has helped me too. And uh, honestly, the combination of having a really good doctor, mm-hmm. an excellent holistic nutritionist, shout out to Cicely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Um, an amazing Reiki practitioner and an art therapist, all of them together have, have healed me completely. And I didn't take wow. medication once, Yeah, you know, and now my, I, I haven't had a panic attack, a real one for a very long time Nice, or, you know, anything like that. So it's just, it's just so cool what a little bit of faith and a lot of love can do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also thinking, you know, we were talking about being afraid to get close to each other and how the global community has shifted. And do you think that has to do with maybe the internet and social media and we can be so connected, but be so far apart as well? Like with this podcast, for example, like we're, we're like a thousand or so kilometers away right now. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But we're talking like it's like face to face and then we're going to be putting it on the internet for people who are maybe driving to their job where they have zero human contact and maybe they listen to podcasts just to get that little bit of compassion or connectivity for the day. And I know it's weird because we're forced to work so hard it seems with not a lot of human contact so then we resort to other means such as music and movies and podcasts and social media mm-hmm. it's just interesting the the way that human evolution is going i know and i mean don't get me wrong i super super love that we can connect with other people from so far away. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what makes, that's what's making this podcast, like you said. Mm-hmm. 
and it connects me to family in other countries and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. I just I find it very sad that when we are in each other's presence Mm -hmm. we're still behind a screen you know it's right we're still treating it like I I have to look at this noise box yeah not your face (laughs) (laughs) yeah or um we're I don't know it's just everyone's so afraid of being human but we're all human and it's just this really weird circle yeah right Um, and it's it's almost like you have to document everything that you do yes there's this one thing that keeps coming up on my feed yeah and it's like if you couldn't take your camera would you still go right or if you couldn't post it on instagram would you still be there right and i find interesting yeah i find that so 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 interesting well it's a it's a whole industry now like you can make money by being a social media influencer right yeah. And you actually have to literally make it your full-time job to be documenting everything and but I think it's also important to take time away no matter what and just be with people and your family or friends. And, I agree. Like, there's no substitute for that. No, and there's no way to yeah, like you said, there's no substitute. You can't fill that void with just more I don't know computers or something because you're mm-hmm. not going to get the same feeling from it yeah 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 and i think that's probably why you know suicide rates have skyrocketed in this past decade or so with the rise of internet and social media it's just finding that balance between real human contact and i guess making money and the economy and because social media has changed the economy drastically oh yeah for sure and and like marketing advertising and it's it's kind of freaking people out i think even if we (laughs) (laughs) we don't want to admit it but it's scary yeah take some adjusting it does and Especially, I don't know. Um, there's just so much you, you're always on. It's like mm-hmm. you, you know. And what I like, I really like what you said about you need to take time away from it mm-hmm. because that's my whole. I mean, everything that I've been doing lately involves technology. Mm-hmm. I'm active on Instagram. My blog is online. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that, and you know, the YouTube channel, but. I if I I know I can tell now when I need to step away from it because I'll get really crazy. Like, yeah. I'll just get really like hyped up and super yep. bored or something, <laughs> and just I don't know. Um, or if I start comparing myself to other people on social media, yeah, I'm like, okay, I need to put my phone down and I'm gonna spend the next three days not posting and maybe just answering like the most important text messages. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, so, I definitely, I, I definitely go on those binges where you're just straight technology, Instagram all day, every day, and then it gets too much. And recognizing that is important because I start to go crazy too, and I start checking it like 
every fucking five minutes not even like i open it check it close it and then just by habit you open it again (laughs) i've totally done that yeah it's so weird and then you feel gross when you yeah. realize what you're doing. You're like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. But it is I embarrassing. bet you everybody does that. I know, but I try so hard not to be like that. You know? I know, I know. Because I'm constantly making fun of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you can't hang out with me without checking your phone yeah like why can't you just talk to me and then and then i do it like occasionally and i want to i don't know poke my eyeballs or something yeah something like that yeah yeah Yeah. i know what you mean though it's i try really hard not to be on my phone when i'm with people that i like to be around yeah yeah me too I yeah. think it just, it means a lot. It means a lot to me when people put down their phones and they mm-hmm. um, they want to pay attention to what I'm saying and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's only so much you can do on your phone. Like, I know. And when people are on their phones around you, you're like, really? Is that more important? Like, maybe they have to answer a quick email that's important, but... Sure. But constantly... I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't justify it the yeah. whole time. No, no. Especially if you're, I don't know, if you're face to face and you're talking, it's like, uh, yeah. Uh, hey there. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just wild. Yeah. Time to be alive, hey. I know. It's pretty cool, though. It is really cool. I'm really interested to see where it's going and we get to live through it. I know that scares me a little. Yeah. Like, you I'm know, excited, but not. Yeah. Another thing I always think about is how these generations, these millennials and I'm even... Thinking small, sorry. <laughs> so, what? I sound like a super old person. These millennials! <laughs> I, I'm like the most millennial person that exists. Me okay. too. <laughs> Hashtag Sun Squad podcast. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, but... continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, these recent generations, even our parents too. Like we didn't, we weren't a part of any war, right? Yeah. Like you listen to your stories of your grandparents. I don't know if you've had parents or grandparents that lived through the war like it's the craziest shit ever yeah they tell you the weirdest stuff yeah it's like fucking insane and we can't even imagine that but something in us feels almost ashamed of living in a peaceful society Mm -hmm. when really we have our own shit that needs to happen we have our own wars going on and it's a different kind of war exactly you know, this is the part where it gets down to, like, not just land, not just mm-hmm. culture. It's, like, coming right down to people. And like, our, their, our minds. Yeah, and... our minds and our souls. And Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, Sahara. Wow. <laughs> See, I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said it better than I would have, though, for sure. No. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's so true. It's like a spiritual war and there's lots of things that are hidden behind closed doors, like, like the animal products, for example. Oh yeah. Like real disgusting stuff. So gross. That we are susceptible to and oblivious to. Mm-hmm. And even if we like to think it doesn't impact us directly, it most definitely does. Oh, yeah. On a spiritual level and... Everything. Yeah, because we're all, we're all connected. Like, I know it sounds super hippie. No, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> I'm there with you. And I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely a hippie. But, I mean, just wait and see. Like, it's, yeah, it's what's done in the dark will come to the light, yeah. as they say. That is so true. And yeah. you know, we are we are not individuals, but we are all yeah, we're all one together. Mm-hmm. And it it does. We directly affect each other even when we don't know each other. And mm-hmm. I see it all the time and I feel it all the time. Um mm-hmm. I kind of had this really weird Okay, this is the part where I, I sound a little crazy. So <laughs> just I mean, bear with me. Okay. Um so I was having this I started talking out loud because sometimes when I'm trying to um, connect with the higher power, mm-hmm. whatever you call it, I just, I'm like, I don't know, I interchange the name a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I sometimes I need to talk out loud so that when I hear them back, I can hear it through my ears and not hear my own voice in my head. Does that make sense? Okay. So this one time I'm walking down the street and I started like, <laughs> I was, it was a, no one was around and I'm starting to just kind of look and I'm appreciating the day. It's really sunny and beautiful. Um, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you live through this? People are so bad to you, planet. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was like, Sahara, don't worry about it. I'm like, what? Hey, who said that? And I start freaking out. I'm like, what do you mean? We're, we're like all collectively killing you. Mm. And it was just like, honestly, That's interesting. it was so weird. It was like, honestly, Sahara, I know you're worried and I know you're scared because you love the earth and you love the world you live in. But yeah. but if I'm not scared, then you don't need to be either. Have hope, have hope, have hope. And yeah. I just freaked out. I was like, what is going on? You heard that? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not even cool. lying to you. I promise 100% I heard that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I started to cry. And uh, I'm like, what do I do? How do I fix you? <laughs> and it was just like, just keep doing what you're doing. And then mm. like the consciousness is, it's happening. People are waking up to this, but yeah. you're going to have to go through that spiritual war. You're going to have to go through people questioning their morals and their ethics and their values. Um, but just know that there is hope and I am not giving up. And I'm yeah. Like, and then I was like, and I'm talking out loud so it's, and crying. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what is going uh, on? Yeah. But it was the most amazing thing because if if I can see and feel that everything's going to be okay, then I, I feel more confident trusting that and yeah. just being like, you know, what I'm doing is the best that I can do right now. And 
the more people do their best on their own, the better we can do together. Yeah, so true. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I want to talk about that too a little bit. Um, just how you like the world, you know, is I, I know it's going to be okay because the way I look at it, everything serves their purpose regardless of if they mean to or not. I don't know. I, I believe in fate, I guess. Totally. And as a species, we're clearly here for a reason because we've had such a huge impact and whether it's positive or negative impact. Yukon. Yukon. Sorry. Sorry. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I was getting I a call. So <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. I was so scared. I was like... <laughs> Did it just go blank for a second there? It just went blank. And I was like, uh... he's been sucked up into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just getting a call. Sorry. Okay. No, okay. What was I saying? If it's okay. If, the human impact is positive or negative doesn't really matter because the universe doesn't judge positive or negative. It just exists. Yes. So the humans, our purpose is to prolong our existence, plain and simple. That's Mm -hmm. every, every living thing needs to prolong their own existence, but it's gotten to a point where in order to prolong our existence, we need to stop, being selfish and start helping the rest of the world and all its life forms and prolong their existence as well, because without them, we would cease to exist. And yeah. And I think that's probably why we're, we've got the internet now and we're becoming very close as a, a global on a global scale. And yeah, I'm very optimistic, but that's just me. I don't know. Some people are not. <laughs> yeah, some people are uh, n- n- negative. Yeah. I just, yeah. I can't even, I don't even know what to say. They're just. They're just negative. And they're jaded too. And I get that. Yeah. Um, because they've experienced so much and I get it, but we don't have time to sit and wallow in our self pity exactly. to pick ourselves up and be like, Hey, this is how we're going to do this. I'm going to take out my recycling cause I'm a good person. And it's literally two feet away. I don't <laughs> know why people don't get that, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then just carry on, right. Carry on with your day, carry on with what you love doing. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Hit it out of the park. Yeah. You gotta, gotta do what you love and that's, that's the way you got to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just the way. That's that's how you contribute right there. And even if you're pessimistic, if you do what you love, then you're totally serving your purpose. Yeah, you're right there. You're living right in your moment. Yeah. Boom. Just like that. <sighs> Wisdom. <laughs> Yo, killed it. We killed it. <laughs> killed it. Killed that wisdom bomb. <laughs> yeah wow it's been 47 minutes i know i just looked at that and i'm like geez dope that's awesome you know what that means that we have stuff to talk about oh yeah for sure i love that i love that so much yeah 
Well, uh, maybe we should wrap it up because yeah, because it is forty-seven minutes. It is. We'll we'll cut it down though. Yeah, I don't a want anyone bit. to fall asleep. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always nice to listen and to talk. And hey, if you have any questions or if you want to talk, hit us up. Yeah, we love that. Uh, we'll leave links and and stuff yeah. for you to contact us with. Yeah, and uh, maybe if you have any questions that we can address in the show, that's also welcome. Oh yeah, or topics you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. You yeah, mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I guess we should go now. We're gonna leave. Um, please subscribe to this podcast because we work really hard to love it and, and bring it out to you. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.